What's up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Dream a Little, the podcast that's all about helping you feel confident about your ABDL side so that you can explore it with your significant other. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know there's been a big focus on this show about bringing up ABDL to your partner, but I want to start moving on to the next stages in the process, and that's why I invited our special guest on today. So I think you're going to really find this episode helpful if you told your partner about ABDL already, and maybe they didn't love the idea. Maybe they actually hated it. So rather than fight about it, maybe you changed the subject and you haven't talked about it since. Or maybe you even tried to talk yourself out of being into ABDL, but of course it's not possible and that didn't last long. So What can you do now that the conversation has been closed and you know your partner doesn't like ABDL? Maybe you're now years into your relationship and you care deeply about your partner and you don't want to lose them or start a fight, but you feel like you really want to bring up the talk again and see if you can change their mind about it. Don't worry, our special guest Nathan is going to cover all this and more in today's podcast. Spoiler alert, it is possible to revisit the conversation without starting a fight, so stay tuned to hear how. By the way, Tika and I just launched our very first vlog. We rented a truck camper over the weekend, and we wanted to bring you along with us. It's exclusively available on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you'll get access to this video and our brand new weekly podcast, Dream a Little Bigger. You can sign up at patreon.com slash dreamalittle. And if you're listening to this conversation, just because you love the show, but you haven't told your partner about ABDL yet because you don't know how to bring it up, don't worry, I've got you. I created a guidebook specifically for you. You can download it for free at thelittlelounge.com slash 118. As always, you can find all the links I mentioned in this episode, as well as Nathan's contact info there at thelittlelounge.com slash 118. All right, let's just get started. Hey, Nathan, thank you so much for coming on Dream a Little. I'm so excited to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool talking to you. So that's pretty neat. So yeah, I heard you were a listener to the podcast before you actually came on. Yep. I've been a listener for, well, I guess since whenever you started. So it's it's been quite a while listening. So it's been a couple years now going strong. Yeah, that's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy to think that it's been that long that I've been listening to you. But yeah, it, it has been so. Yeah, and I'm really excited to get to know you a little bit better because you are also an author in the ABDL community, which I think is well, really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'd say I'm a, I like to describe myself more as an aspiring author because I just started. But yeah, no, it's it's something that a lot of uh, a lot of people have kind of inspired me to get more active in the community. And I decided, you know what, this is one way I can kind of jump in and hopefully uh, make a little bit of a mark on it so you know we could use all the creative types in this community i think that we can get people that are willing to put themselves out there because i know that it's not easy sometimes and it seems a little bit risky to put your work out there and make yourself a little vulnerable you know yeah yeah for sure it's always one of those things like i i was not expecting a whole lot with the book but it was when i when i first released it and kind of bugged a few people to have read it. I got so much good feedback that it was kind of like, okay, yep, I can go ahead and I, I can do this. And if I don't sell very many, that's all right. I don't have a problem. But the few people that I've heard back from have all been good. So that definitely helps kind of with feeling more confident in, uh, in definitely branching out a little bit more. Absolutely. At this point, how many books have you written? So I've only written the one ABDL book and published it. Now I've written, I don't know how many 
countless like short stories. I've probably published or like, uh, I, I don't want to necessarily publish, but, uh, list them online, you know, like on uh, daily diapers and that kind of stuff. I've had a couple like that put out there that way, but this is the very first book that I've written and published. I, I actually started writing one book a while back that kind of told me that I could go ahead and write it was not, it was a fantasy book, not like fantasy as far as ABDL, but like elves and dwarves and all that kind of stuff. And it got to be such a headache trying to actually keep everything straight. Cause I was trying to create a whole new world. And, uh, when I got done with the first book, I needed to do a second one. And I thought, you know what? I just need a break and I wanted to write something I was passionate about. And I so just kind of started this book and it, it wasn't actually supposed to be a book. It was supposed to be just a quick little short story. I was going to just kind of keep to myself and it turned into a full novel length story. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm bugging people to have them read it and, Ended up deciding to try publishing it. So that is amazing. Congrats. So did yeah, you thanks. did you get inspired to to write because you just really enjoy writing, or did you feel like it was kind of hard to find stories that fit what you were looking for? Kind of a bit of both. It's actually really funny. I hated English class in school and stuff like <laughs> I, I despised doing English. I didn't like grammar, and I've kind of as I've gotten a little bit older and like going through college and you know that kind of stuff. I just I've kind of become like almost a grammar Nazi, like punctuation drives me nuts. I don't know why, but it does. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to try writing stories. And at first it was kind of just an outlet for me. It was like, I'd write my fantasies down and that kind of stuff. And it was just this outlet that way. And it was all, I mean, honestly, it was just all erotica type stuff. And I finally, what, what kind of started this book is I had been reading so many or listening to stories and then reading stories and that kind of stuff. I never heard of a uh, ABDL story that would kind of like, I guess, fit what I wanted. So, you know, everything was erotica or everything was like a regression story or something that way. And that didn't really connect with me. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to try writing my own story and make it like an actual story about a normal person in a normal world type thing, not a, not a fantasy world or something that way. And just kind of, like I say, it just morphed into this book. I mean, it wasn't really originally going to be a book and it turned into one. So that's cool. So what type of age play or is it strictly a DL book that you. So it's, I I don't want to necessarily say there's no age play in it because there are age. It's the character, the main character, his name is Adam. He's based on myself and I have, so growing up, I had way more DL tendencies. I'm definitely more of a diaper lover than I am have i don't really ever have my own age age yeah can't even say the word age regression stories uh or i mean uh, tendencies really other than i mean i like to play with legos you know just goofing around i mean i've got a kid and so i always play legos with him and that kind of stuff and there's things that i like that are kid like but i don't really connect them to this to me And so myself i see as more just a dl but i do have kind of a daddy dominant side and that side, I like that idea of regression to some extent. So I like age play when I'm staying my own, I guess, age, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. Just partaking in things that you normally like to do, but not necessarily super babyish things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, for me, it's just, I'm definitely more of a DL. I always have liked diapers, that kind of stuff. But as far as being in the daddy role, I love the idea of regressing somebody else, I guess, if that's a better way to put I it. I see. Okay, yeah, that makes that makes total sense. So is your um, wife on board with all this? 
And well, so it's it's been a long, complicated deal there. So I've been married. It's been uh, actually just under a decade now. And so when we got married, I told her about my kinks, and we ended up kind of having like at the time she was actually really good about it. And I, it was, it was well before your podcast, well before I knew anything about how to ever introduce this. And I made some very big mistakes. Uh Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of explain real quick. So I had at the time Bambino diapers. That's what I had been buying at that point. I didn't think that maybe that would be a larger step than she would be comfortable for or comfortable with. And so after I told her, she once said that, yeah, I'll go ahead and try it. And I put her in one of those and then she put me in one and I ended up like wetting it in front of her the very first time. And it just, it was so much of a shock to her that it kind of became a problem for us. And so at the time it wasn't a problem right then, but I mean, it was like a couple months later down the road, you know, it became a bigger issue. So I told her at the time, I'm going to drop it. You know, we'll, we've gotten engaged at this point and I told her, yep, I'm going to be done with it and we can move on and I won't have these tendencies because at that point I thought I could. Yeah. Cause that's how it works. <laughs> you can just forget about it. You know, it, it's, it's just this little thing that it, it'll just disappear. It's no big deal. Right. And so anyways, and there was enough stuff going on with the planning the wedding that I actually kind of did forget about it for probably I know until after we got married, I don't remember if it was like six months after we were married or what, but it came back. And then I was like stuck in this boat of, okay, how do I explain to her that these tendencies have come back? And that was, I don't even really remember how I ever did that, but I just know that it was one of those awkward discussions that never really, it never went the way I wanted it to. And I brought it up a couple of different times and and it's just always kind of been a fight until about probably four years after we were married, I kind of looked at how I had been bringing it up and I'd been bringing it up more like telling her that, you know, okay, you have to, you have to accept the side of me by doing this, you know, not by saying, okay, you gotta, you know, this is my thing. I just need this for relaxing or whatever. I was kind of like basically more or less trying to tell her that to accept me for who I am, I need you to do this. And that just wasn't, obviously it's it's not the way you do it so we uh talked about things a little bit and i ended up going through some counseling and stuff and we went together and stuff and we've worked on it and we've gotten to the point to where she will try like good nights every once in a while and i've kind of got a bondage kink and so she's actually started getting into that more and that and so we're not to the point to where she will like be a little for me but she does have some little tendencies and so I buy her stuffed animals and that kind of stuff fairly often and get her blankets and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, there's, it's, it's slowly getting better over time and it just, it's taken a lot about a little bit of time for me to figure out what I needed to do and change and figure out before we could move forward there. So hopefully in the next few years, things will, you know, get even better. Yeah. It sounds like there's definitely been some improvements. Now, what I'm curious to know is what drove you guys to go to counseling? Was it strictly because of this issue or was there just other things or was there no particular reason? So there was, there was other issues. So, and it's all been kind of a sexual issue. She struggles with depression as well. So that's something that I did not, at the time she kind of mentioned it, but I did not understand it, if that makes sense. So like, 
I understood that people have depression, but as I'm a fairly easygoing, happy-go-lucky guy, so I always kind of just figured that, oh yeah, you just kind of get bummed out and move on, and that's just the way things go, and after going to counseling and stuff, I learned a lot that, nope, that isn't how it goes, and there was a lot of things I was doing that wasn't helping her depression, and so we ended up going through a lot of different things there, and so there was there was a few things to that, but the ABDL stuff was kind of the, I guess for me, it was kind of the catalyst to saying, okay, we need to figure out what the problem is and move from there. And that was kind of, you know, the, the first step, I guess, is moving into that point. So it sounds like a lot of it was communication. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I, I found out I'm obviously somebody who talks a lot. And when I write, <laughs> I write the, I, I have a tendency to write a lot. Like I don't do good with like text and I'm on Twitter, but I have a very hard time like limiting my tweets to the <laughs> characters. I mean, I'm terrible about that stuff. So I found that I did a lot of things that were basically overwhelming her or I would talk too much and, and never really listen to what she was actually saying. Like I always like to fix problems. I don't like to just, you know, Talk about them. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I'm like, I'll be sitting there listening to her talk about this. I'll be like, oh, well, let's just do this and this will fix it. And it's like, uh, no, that isn't always how it goes. And that isn't always what she wanted or needed. I mean, sometimes it was just that she needed a vent and I was sitting there rambling on about how we should fix it. So. Right. Yeah, I know. I go through the same thing with TK and sometimes like just talking about it, venting and being listened to is really therapeutic in itself. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So there's been a lot of things that way that have, have dramatically changed and, and it's just taken some time and there's still a lot of things I need to work on. I'm still, I'm actually still going to counseling myself because there's just still some things that I'm trying to work through on my own as well. So I feel like we all have those things. Had, had your um, counselor heard of ABGL before you mentioned it? So I don't know if she ever had heard about it or not. So I did a bunch of looking when, when I was looking for a counselor. Of course, we were looking for a couple's counselor at the time. So I knew for one thing that my wife would have a lot better, she'd connect a lot better with another woman instead of a guy. Yes. So it was one of the things that I wanted to find. So, I mean, I spent a lot of time like reviewing all the counselors that were in our area, which is, we don't have a ton of people and they're all quite a ways away, but I looked through a lot of them, found kind of, okay, you know, basically limited down to the women and then kind of went through their profiles that I could find on different places that, you know, you just Google around and, and read through. And I found, I think it was like two or three of them that all kind of seemed to fit. And so I just kind of called them, visited with them. And then I actually said, cause when this was all happening, I had a hard time accepting still that I liked ABDL stuff. So just telling them on the phone that I like diapers was like next to impossible. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I ended up saying, I'm going to email you what I want you to, or what I want to discuss. Cause I thought, you know what? I can type it because I'm not actually telling them it. So that'll work. And I knew that at some point I'd have to bring it up because that's kind of why I was going. So, well, I like your strategy us. of testing the waters first with your therapist before you go and, and tell them in person. I, I, You know, there's a lot less risk involved when it's just a counselor who you could hire or not, you know, than someone you're going to marry. 
Yeah, exactly. And so it was just kind of like, you know, and, and I knew, I mean, I know that there's crazier things out there. So it's like, I didn't know, I don't know if she actually are, are the, the counselor that we went to and the one that I still am going to, I don't know if she knew about ABDL beforehand, but like when I told her it was nothing, you know I mean? It was like it, she didn't even hardly like talking to her in person. She doesn't ever bat an eye about it. She's never like questioned why or anything that way. It's just always kind of been like, yep, that's just, you know, something that we all have for, you wow. know, everybody's got their, their kinks or their quirks or whatever that way. And so it was actually really easy that way. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, it sounds like that would something like that, like hearing some social proof from a professional for your wife about ABDL would kind of put her at ease a little bit, knowing that it's not something that she needs to be concerned about. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. There was that. And then one of the things that she had told my wife that, that definitely I think helped was the fact that like diapers to her or the, like the way, the way the counselor explained to my wife was that she should try to view diapers instead of as like just this object as like a costume or something that way. Like, okay, it's just another piece of underwear or it's just something that you're doing to dress up or it's just this, you know, instead of putting the labels that I had basically forced her to put on them throughout our previous discussions to kind of eliminate it down to going, okay, this is literally just a piece of clothing. And I think that really helped her. Wow. Your therapist sounds awesome. (laughs) She really is. I mean, she honestly is a very, very good at, at going through and describing things. And that's of course why I'm still going to her. So, and it was great. It sounds like your wife was totally on board with going and speaking to someone. Yeah. Yeah. It took a little bit. Cause I mean, the depression thing, she, she had a very hard time with stuff that way, but yeah, after we got going, it was definitely helpful. So how did you end up reintroducing, you know, pull-ups into the equation? I'm, I'm just like, I'm just shocked. That's really cool. Yeah. It's so basically I kind of sat down and talked to her because of course at that point she knew about the full ABDL diapers because I, of course, first introduced her to those. So it kind of was easier that way. Cause I could say, okay, you know what, here's basically the, the most extreme. Do you, would you feel more comfortable if we went, you know, if we backed off of that and if we went back to about the, you know, the closest thing to regular underwear that you can get. And that was kind of how she felt a little bit more comfortable. She was a little bit more at ease that way. And just, that was kind of the next or the the easiest first step, even though we'd already kind of jumped ahead first. So, right. So now when you play together, is it usually you who initiates it or is it her? I pretty much always initiate it. I will usually ask if, you know, what she's comfortable with that night or something that way. I know kind of like the, the limit on how often she likes to do it. And right now that's, you know, like once every couple of months, every few months, something like that. So, you know, if we had just done it the weekend before, I'm not going to push that because I don't want to, of course, just be pushing things that she's not comfortable with. Right. And so, so yeah, it's just kind of, you know, feel out kind of where she's at, how she's feeling and that kind of stuff and kind of the mood she's been in, you know, I mean, she's got little tendencies. So those tendencies I can kind of read to some extent. And of course we've been together for, you know, it's been eight and a half years, I think now. And so I've kind of been, you know, you you kind of pick up people's body language and how they're feeling by what they say and that kind of stuff. So just kind of judge it and 
then ask what she's up for. So, And I'm just going to assume that the best time to ask is probably when she's in a really good mood. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's by far the best time to ask. That was one of the mistakes I made before is like because it had become a fight, I would not want to ruin her good moods. So I would never ask questions when she was in a good mood because I was like, she's in a good mood. And if I ask her about ABDL stuff, it's just going to upset her because, of course, that had been what had been happening. So I'd always ask her when she's in a bad mood and that just kind of <laughs> Bad, bad cycle. And I, it's terrible logic, I know, but that was my reasoning in that, my head at that. That so. makes sense, though, in the moment. Honestly, it does. And I think a lot of people make that mistake of kind of bringing it up when things aren't going so well. And the chances are much better when, you know, you're both loving each other. You know, you feel appreciated. You're in a good mood. Maybe you're a little horny. <laughs> you know, like yeah. those are the times yeah, it, when it, you got the green light. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely kind of that figuring out that, okay, yeah, logically that makes more sense. Now I just got to get out of the habit of doing it. And that was kind of a struggle too, but it's, yeah. it's all stuff that can be changed time. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Nathan, for coming on and sharing a bit about your story. Before we hop off the call here, where can we find your book? Okay. So if you go on Amazon, the best thing to do is just type in. So the book's title is called Adam's Dark Side. Um, and you can just type that into Amazon. That'll usually take you straight to it. Um, you can also search Nathan Wayne, but Nathan Wayne brings up like lots of John Wayne movies and stuff that way. <laughs> it's kind of a trick, but you can usually find it down there or you can look on social media. I usually try to keep a couple of things updated there. Um, and post, you know, usually I, I don't try to overwhelm people with the amount of posts about my book, but I usually have it up there like usually a couple times a week or something that way. And I will also throw a link up in the show notes at thelittlelounge.com slash 118. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. that's and, and by far, if you do follow me, follow me on Twitter or ABDL link. So those are the two that I definitely post the most on. So Okay. And your Twitter? Uh, Twitter is at nwayneauthor. And, okay. and it, so that's just uh, like Nathan Wayne, but nwayne. I don't know why I didn't do them all the same, but I didn't. I will link to that as well. Make it really, really easy. It's <laughs> yeah, be easier because, yeah, I got I got way too many different things. They all bounce around. But, yeah, no, definitely, yeah, if you get a chance, check out my book. And you can also usually find, sometimes I'll do, like, giveaway things or something on there, too. So you never know. You might find it for free at some point or something that way, too. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Nathan, and I hope you have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Lil.